This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Hello, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Anthony Kasherman, and this is our weekly look at the Cleveland Indians. I am joined by Jordan Bastian and JB. Uh, you know it wasn't a good road trip for the Tribe when one of the highlights was Chris Jimenez pitching. Uh, did not go well in Oakland and Texas. Um, division lead uh, entering the week, entering Monday, is down to four and a half games. How concerning was that trip? How concerning are the road struggles in general, uh, you know, particularly against the Texas team that you know will be one of those teams that's there in October? Yeah, I mean, it was definitely not a fun trip for the Indians. They scored one or fewer runs. Uh, it's hard to score fewer than one. Uh, they did that in six of the seven games. They had the one game where the offense really broke out, scored 12 runs in Texas. Um, but really, that was it. The rest of the time, they really struggled um, against, you know, a lot of left-handed pitching. And with the exception of Cole Hamels, you know, they weren't facing a, a slew of Cy Young candidates here. So that was a little concerning. Um, you know, we are getting into the dog days where some guys are going to go through some slumps. Mike Napoli hasn't been hitting as well as he had earlier in the year. Carlos Santana has been slumping a little bit. And really the Indians as a team have been a, a different team, so to speak, when they've been on the road compared to when they're at home. So I guess the silver lining there, the good news is they still have mostly home games remaining, coming back for a long homestand now. Um, you know, they built up a pretty big cushion in the division. So as Jason Kipnis said after the last game on the trip, he said they can afford to shoot themselves in the foot a few times, you know, but they can't do that too many times, you know, so they obviously need to start playing better. Getting home to where they've been uh, a really dynamic offense is a good way to start. And I guess the, probably the other, you know, encouraging thing from the trip was uh, Danny Salazar's most recent start. It came within a loss, but, you know, he started to look more like the Salazar that they need to see going down the stretch, and that was uh, an encouraging development for a rotation that's kind of been uh, hit with a bunch of issues over the last couple weeks. Yeah, Salazar definitely needed that start, even in a loss. Uh, What has been the disconnect there? Because obviously, you know, first half of the season, uh, all-star and – you know, Terry Francona praising how, how far he's come in, in terms of work ethic and that kind of thing. And second half, not so much. What, what's been the uh, what's been the issue there, in your opinion, other than the obvious, which is that his, his elbow is bothering for a while there? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's interesting. You, it, as we've discussed a few times, you know, I think some of it is a young, younger pitcher kind of learning what's normal this late in the year within your arm. Uh, but obviously he's going to want to be cautious and guard against when something does flare. You know, as he as he said, sometimes it's not just peace of mind. Sometimes your elbow hurts. Uh, but also, you know, the thing that helped him take that next step last season and earlier this year and what you just mentioned is 
they praised his work ethic so much, the routines he had developed behind the scenes um, to kind of help him find that consistent level. And uh, I think when the elbow flared uh, around the All-Star game and a little after, you know, from talking to Salazar and from talking to pitching coach Mickey Calloway, uh, Danny had gotten away from some of the things he would do behind the scenes that would reinforce throwing the ball down in the zone uh, or pounding the strike zone, being really aggressive because he felt they were putting uh, added stress on his arm. So I think he kind of got away from those. So after his start in Oakland, you know, Callaway came out and said Salazar needed to shore up some things within his routines between starts. Francona the next day when, when we asked for his thoughts, you know, reminded that the season doesn't end at the All-Star game. You know, so it seemed like there was a pretty clear message being sent here that if you're healthy, if you're a healthy Danny Salazar, you know, and your arm really isn't injured, you know, and obviously by looking at the radar readings and everything, it doesn't seem to indicate a guy whose arm is, you know, you know, seriously hurt, then he needs to get back to those things that got him to the All-Star game and had him at such a high level. And uh, I think leading up to the Texas game, it seemed like Salazar got that message talking to him, said he implemented some things behind the scenes that he had gotten away from. Callaway really praised the work he had done between starts and, then what do you know? He goes out and doesn't have a you know an outstanding start, but he had a really encouraging one. You know, it looked more like the Salazar we've been accustomed to seeing, high strikeout total, uh, limiting them to you know a handful of hits. You know, and I think that's the Salazar they need down the stretch. So it was encouraging on a number of fronts, and it seemed like he sort of got the message that was being delivered by Francona and Callaway. Elsewhere in the rotation, where are they at with Josh Tomlin? He's got an ERA north of 10 in the month of August. Are we getting close to a point where they might turn to another option, specifically Mike Clevenger, I would imagine? Yeah, I mean, I think Clevenger is obviously that next man, and but the problem there is they're getting kind of far removed from when he was starting and logging workloads of a starter. Yeah. He's been in the bullpen now for a while, and behind them it triple a you've got cody anderson who's still working in the bullpen so all of a sudden you're kind of have you kind of have a depth issue the other thing i'm talking to mickey calloway this week about the reasons to keep handing josh tom on the ball is when they look at all the things that, that he's doing uh, behind the scenes when they look at uh, the movement of his stuff when they look at his velocity you know everything minus the on-field results is lining up to what he was doing early in the year when he was having success. So they're kind of hoping to weather this storm and have the everything else that's lined up with what he was doing before kind of fall back in line in terms of results. You know, they uh, Francona kind of likened it to the Brian Shaw situation where he had some pretty ugly outings earlier in the year. A lot of people were wondering, hey, when are you going to get this guy out of the setup role? Um, you know, and Francona stuck by his guy, and you know Brian Shaw's now in another really long, you know, hot streak. So, I think they're going to kind of try and weather the storm. And obviously, once the calendar flips to September and rosters can expand, you can get a little more creative. Uh, Francona has mentioned that you know they wouldn't be against skipping Josh Tomlin or another starter if it made sense to provide a little more of a rest period for somebody and. You know, maybe that's a day Clevenger would get a start, or maybe Tito has even said they could do a bullpen day, you know, because you can have that wealth of arms available in September. So I think 
it's more realistic to think once that calendar flips, if Josh Tomlin struggles or were to persist, then they're going to maybe look at something like that. But he'll make his next start, and you know, hopefully he can get back on track because you know that's what the Indians need. They, you know, they're kind of backbone of the roster and the team and their success is that pitching. And aside from Corey Kluber, you know, it's been pretty inconsistent. Uh, you mentioned Mike Napoli struggled on the trip, but I hit 154 on the trip. We're seeing more of him at DH uh, down the stretch here, I imagine, to, to keep that uh, 30-something body fresh. Yeah, exactly. You know, Francona mentioned the other day, just kind of reminded that, you know, Mike Napoli has a degenerative hip issue that he manages through medication and treatment and things like that. And not something that's like, you know, really problematic, but it's something he has to manage, and it's something that Francona needs to keep in mind when he's managing his playing time. And also the fact that going into this year, because of health issues, because of other teams viewing him more as a platoon guy, you know, he just wasn't logging the types of at-bats that he's been logging this season. So he's on pace to have uh, his most games played, most played appearances in a single season. And we're talking about a 34-year-old guy uh, who turns 35, I believe, at the end of October. So this isn't a young pup that's hitting career highs in you know time on his feet. So I think Francona is trying to be really cognizant of that. Um, you know, he really praises you know, how Mike Napoli works and prepares to be ready to play on the field. But I mean, I think evidenced by the offensive issues of late for him. You know, while he is a streaky hitter at times, you know, maybe that's an indication that he is going through a little bit of you know fatigue or, or whatever you want to say. So. You know, get him out, getting him off the field, but keeping him in the lineup is a way to kind of just get him off his feet for a little bit, and hopefully provide some rest. So, you know, within a 15-game stretch, I think he DH'd 10 times, and you know, a lot of people I've I've seen have kind of been like, well, hey, he's the superior defender to Santana. Santana made a couple errors on the trip. Napoli also made a couple errors on the trip when he was playing for space. And when you look at their defensive numbers just within the confines of this season, Santana is actually graded out better. Uh, but, yeah, over the course of their careers, Napoli has been the better first baseman. So it's not, you know, you could argue that one is not exponentially greater than the other. Um, so you're not losing a ton defensively when you have Santana out there as opposed to Napoli. All right, there you have it. What do you think, JB? Should they be hearing the footsteps of the Royals in the background? Uh, hard not to notice uh, how much they're closing the gap there in this division. Yeah, I mean, that might be the team that you kind of worry about just based on more on the fact that they've been through it. They've been through these long, you know, late season and and deep playoff runs. So I think the Tigers have played 500 ball over the same stretch that the Indians have played roughly 500 ball. So, yeah, you got to kind of, you know, you don't want to be looking back. But as Kipnis said, you can't keep shooting yourself in the foot too many times when, you know, a team like the Royals and a team like the Tigers are – not that far back. So Indians control their own destiny. It's a position they wanted to be in going into this year. You know, it's going to make for a fun September. I think that's what all the fans wanted. But, yeah, everyone's kind of, you know, chewing on their fingernails a little bit more right now for sure. All right. That's Jordan Bastian. I want to thank him for joining us. Thank you all for tuning in. This has been MLB.com Extras, Cleveland Indians edition.
MLB.TV Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.TV Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go every night on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.TV for details. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.